Chung. Bum, 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 bum. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Dee. And I'm Lo, and welcome to a bad time. And what a bad time it is. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciated that. <laughs> could you see it in my face that I was like I gearing up to finish the yes. sentence? <laughs> I could see the anticipation of what was not to come. <laughs> yeah, so I really appreciated it. Thank Anytime. you. Anytime. I feel much more complete now. Good. Uh, yeah, so welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once. We uh, are rewatching every episode of Once Upon a Time in order, so you don't have to, or you can follow along and talk and chat with us about all the things we love, all the things we would change. We have been watching for too many years to count. Yeah, uh, too long, and we don't like admitting it if we can avoid it. it. Exactly. So we try not to. We've mm-hmm. definitely said it several times before, but that's not the point. We are just really big fans of the show. We love yeah. it. And even Absolutely. If, even if sometimes we wish it would do better. So we like to talk about it. If you found the good, us. The bad and the ugly. Yeah. If you found us, you probably like to talk about it too. So welcome. Yeah. Yay, like-minded people. Uh, Yeah, that being said, spoilers ahead, spoilers ahoy. We have seen every single episode of Once Upon a Time at least once. Some only once. Some episodes we are learning we have only seen one time. We saw when they aired and never again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that being said, we do have at least some knowledge of everything that happens so we're not holding that back in our conversations we are not limiting our conversation to only what we've watched so far we are Mm -hmm. talking about the show as a whole from season one to season seven uh so if you care about that go watch the show and come on back yes we'll still be here we live here now it's neverland here no one gets off this island without pan's permission it's true it's rough. Uh-huh. Uh, but as, as Lo mentioned, we're watching, uh, but since we have seen it many times, we are keeping track of specific things because it's more fun. Maybe. Not always. Uh, <laughs> more upsetting. Upsetting is another a, adjective. It's a, it's a different form of torture that we did not anticipate. It is wild. It is. It is. I am keeping track of how many town-wide curses the show gives to us. How many final magic beans are used and how many times Emma's superpower fails her. For those that you don't know, uh, her superpower is that she can tell when someone is lying. And they do call it yeah. a superpower over and over yes. and over again. Yes. Yeah. So. Of course, only when it's plot relevant. It's true. It's uh, true. What are you paying attention to? <laughs> I am paying attention to, number one, our definitive family tree. It hasn't been too terrible thus far. The crunchiest thing we have is Henry being his own adopted great uncle, I think, is where we landed. Unlike the people I spent time with this past weekend, this family tree has many branches. Many branches. (laughs) Like... 
too many branches. Uh-huh. Um, their, their family tree does not go straight up. No. And, no. uh, but that will become more and more complicated as more and more people yeah. join the family and more and more characters show up. And then yeah. the other thing I am paying attention to is what we like to call the fuck fern. That just means all of the relationships, romantic relationships on the show. Of course, couples that are married, couples that are engaged, dating, yeah. uh, just kiss. But we also have our three strike rule in order to make sure we can represent those uh, couples that weren't officially recognized, but definitely had a thing. So our three strike rule, most of you, I'm sure, have already figured it out. But if for some reason this is your very first episode you're listening to. Weird episode to pick. Welcome. Odd choice. I like your style. Uh, But... What it means is three separate episodes or three separate instances. So you can get two strikes in an episode if you have a weird flirty, consensual flirty moment in a flashback and in Storybrooke. Or, but if you have two consensual flirty moments in Storybrooke in the same time, that just counts as one. So... Right. Once you get three, you get put on the fuck fern, whether or not there's ever a canon kiss. Exactly. We had to have there. some, we needed something. Well, it, it felt like it would be wrong to keep track of this and not, you know, at least exactly. acknowledge Swan Queen in some way, shape, or form. So, you know. So here yeah. we are. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll keep you posted on all that at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on social media. We post on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is wine, wine, and once. The wine comes first. Ha, 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 hey. ha. And our Gmail is wine, wine, and once at gmail.com. It's the same as our podcast name. I believe in all of you. You're very smart. You're intelligent. I trust you can figure this out. Precisely. But yeah, send us things. Uh, we like to talk about ourselves and to talk about you all. So send interact us messages. With us. It's fun. We'll lightly roast you. It's our yeah. way of showing love. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. We Good. just got to see each other very recently. We did. we did. So that was very fun. It was yeah. a whole thing. It was. Um, it was. It was super. Great. It was super great. So that was very fun. I was down visiting and hanging out and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know watching a Captain America musical, which was just specifically designed for me. Weird. So nice that they did that. I know it was weird when they contacted me and were like, "Hey, we would like to stage a whole production just based solely around your own interests," but. That's I did appreciate kind of it. Yeah, right, absolutely. So, <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed it. Good. Um, yeah. So, you know, living the dream there, but now I'm absolutely. back and not living the dream anymore, I suppose. That's fair. It's okay. How are you? I'm okay. I visited friends for Fourth of July weekend. We did some wine tasting. 
Hung out with some racist parents. <laughs> had some more wine. I'm not going to elaborate on that. That's just that's just what happened. Yeah, it sounded awful. I mean, Lo, Lo knows all of it. I was tech- I was live blogging the experience to her. She really was. It sounded deeply terrible. Uh-huh. I'm just really impressed you didn't kick anyone. I I would have kicked someone. Listen. I don't know how I didn't. I don't know how. I it's a gift, I guess. I wish I, I had. It may have helped things. Yeah, it, well, you know. Next Maybe time. Maybe not. Next time, indeed. Next time just kick um, them right in the shins. Please. No one no one can be proud when they've been kicked in the shins. It's it's true. It's, it's such true. a playground injury. It's like you're acting yeah. like a child. I'm going to kick mm-hmm. you in the shins. Exactly. Uh, do we want to do icebreakers or what are we drinking next? Uh, well, what are you drinking? Let's You're start going there. to be so fucking proud of me. Look what this bitch has. <gasps> oh my God. <gasps> I have a cab. I am drinking wine. It's a good day. Wow. Oh my uh-huh. goodness. I am uh-huh. so proud. Thank Look you. Thank you. you. I've not had wine on this podcast since, since like early season two. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been that long. But I feel like it has. Uh, I don't know that you're it that far off. It has been a while. The, I don't no. think you're that far off the mark. No, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what I, are you drinking? Oh, oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it depends on, I think, if you count things like port, which is like mm. a wine, but not yeah. really a wine. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to really shock you here and pull out my... Uh, Chardonnay. Amazing. We're, I'm we're glad back, you and Chardonnay are back together. We're back on good terms. Um, I'm happy, you know? That makes me feel good. Yeah, something... I, th- I think something about, like, going and sitting and having cocktails at Napa Rose, like, reset my system somehow. I'm so envious. I need, I need a system reset. I don't know. Like, that's really a very strange way of putting it, but, like, I woke up the next day and I was like, the only thing I want is wine now. I mean, maybe part of that was because I was so dang hungover. (laughs) But listen, listen. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. I was not hungover to the point of like inoperability. I was just No, you were a shark. You were a shark. You have to be a shark. Listen, listen, listeners, listen. It's, it, if, we, if you learn nothing from us, take this away. <laughs> this is the most important advice we have to give you. And it is when you are hungover, like, I, I mean, of course, there is a certain level of hungover where you're, you're bedridden. Yeah, you're just, you're just knocked out. But I think even then, this still kind of applies. Yeah. Get yourself up, get yourself into a shower, get yourself some food and walk. Go to just, a mall. I know those are like dying and going away, but like find a mall. The mall is the best place because you can get like wafts of smells, but you don't have to stick with one for too long. So it's like. Mm -hmm. You're surrounded by food options and food finally does sound good. A lot of them have like skylights. You have some natural light. You have fresh air being pumped in. Yeah. Like just a walk is like the best thing for a hangover I have always found. Yep. This the second you stop, the second you stop moving is the second it yes. hits you. And so you have to be a shark because sharks, as we all know, can only move forward. 
Yes. So you just keep moving forward. Just keep swimming. <laughs> it is really important. So. Absolutely. You know, that's. Indeed. Your best bet. Absolutely. Um, so we're doing some icebreakers because we like to, we already know these things. Well, actually, we're learning things about each other. We are. For example, I learned about the gator pits and now there have been gators everywhere in my life. Why the fuck have they come? Where did they come from? Where did did they go? Listen, listen, if you are like me and have an like extraordinary fear of falling into a specific crocodile slash alligator exhibit in a specific museum, don't watch Peter Mm -hmm. Pan and Wendy. No, My no. greatest fear is now that movie. Mm. Or go to Huckleberry Cafe in Rockland because I was no. visiting my family and they just have giant gators everywhere. Like there was somewhere else we were talking oh. and suddenly it was just like surprise gator and we, I don't know why. No. And then, and then I was in Disneyland That's and right. I, for your husband's sake, because Pirates was a yes. walk on, I was like, okay, I will just. I am not a solo Pirates of the Caribbean rider. I it's it's I enjoy the ride. It's just solo. it's just long. It's long, and especially like in the morning when it's walk on, it's just like well, there's other things I'd like to be doing. Yeah. Um, if you're there by yourself with friends, Absolutely. totally fine. But anyway, I get on this ride. I'm sitting in the boat. I'm like floating by the blue bayou, and I look over, and you know what I found out? What did you find out? There's a fucking gator in that ride. Wow. In the bayou. Its little eyes were staring at no. me. No. That was horrifying. What is this? The fucking Everglades? Uh, well, y- yes. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> that scene? Well. Yeah. The, yeah, bayou. that's true. That part is. The rest of it, <laughs> no. That part, absolutely yes. Uh, yeah. That is weird. Where does that ride take place? We go all the fucking everywhere. I, what, is, I think, what is the I think lore? We're meant to- I I think we're kind of meant to be like in like maybe South Florida, so that okay. you have access to the uh, to the Cari- Okay, okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, I feel better like, now. Yeah, no, it it does it it. I think it does narratively string together somehow. However, however, I gators. was so upset. Why? That's they're fair. everywhere. They're everywhere. They are. So we, we have unlocked something dark with these icebreakers. Yes. We're, like, things are happening that things we didn't ask Things are happening. Elude alligator. I can't. Elude alligator. Confront the creator. Creator. I, I the think I am Some of the now. sea shanties in Peter Pan and Wendy are pretty fantastic, though. Uh, top notch. And as a bonus, the movie promotes going to boarding school. I've never seen such a pro-boarding school movie in my life. Like, Wendy comes back and she's like, Mom, I want to go to boarding (laughs) school. When she's, like, on her deathbed, she has visions of her going to boarding school. (laughs) Think happy thoughts. Me at boarding school. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Like, she's going to die if she does not think of happy thoughts. Yeah. Because she's falling to her death. And so she thinks of boarding school. And also of her, like, getting a single strand of gray hair and T-posing and dying. Weird happy thoughts. Thanks, Belle. Thanks, <laughs> Belle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, Bring him on. 
Let's see. No, bring them up. Uh, our first, our first question is, what is something popular that you dislike? I mean, my first instinct here is uh, odd, given that I am a fan of Marvel in many ways. Mm-hmm. I don't like action movies, like at all. It's true. They're boring. What movie was it you went and you saw? You went to see Ant Man just for the Peggy scenes and left, right? There's some movie you saw where you like went to the uh, bathroom for like a long time because you're like, all right, well, I feel okay. like I have thirty minutes. Well, there are several. There there are several instances here. Um, number one, the one I went just to go see for Peggy was uh, uh. Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange, yes. Madness. Like, yeah. and quite frankly, not worth didn't it. need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No offense to people who like it. I am. I also don't like horror movies, so it, like, was just everything did I didn't like in a movie. Age. No. Um, but no, the, the one you're thinking of is Endgame, which is up my alley. Yes. However... It would get to the 70s scene. I would watch the 70s scene. And then, like, I'd be like, okay, well, I've got, like, 30 minutes till I care about the next thing. So, like, I'd just get up and go. Because I went to see Endgame a couple of times in theaters. Like, that's fair. Three or four, I think, eventually. Yeah. Because, like, I did enjoy a lot of it. Yeah, no, I knew. I was like, okay, well, I've seen it. Like, the first time I sat through the whole thing. Sure. And then, but then I knew after I got through this scene I cared about, there was just a 20 minute like action scene and yeah i i just don't care about them i don't care that's fair that's fair yeah so there you have it um i like it action movies yeah what's your one thing that's popular that you don't like cold sandwiches cold cut sandwiches like turkeys can't do it I always forget this about you, and then I remember, and I'm like, how did, how the fuck do I forget about this? <laughs> because, like, and it's annoying, because you're with friends that are like, oh, let's all get sandwiches. And I'm like, god damn it. And, I, and I'll eat hot sandwiches. Like, I know what to do if I go to a sandwich place. I am able to find the thing. I do not like sandwiches. My, we go camping with some friends, and there's another, one of the guys that goes with us also does not like sandwiches. So he challenges himself to make the most like impractical camping meal. Like he's made pho before. He's done filet mignon. He like his mission is okay. They're all eating sad sandwiches. D, I'm gonna make you and I this like ridiculous, <laughs> impractical dish, and it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you luck out there, I guess. Yeah, we went on a boat, and again on a boat, everyone you bring sandwiches. Not this guy. He made ramen that day. Put it in a canister so it'd stay hot. Mm-hmm. Had the toppings in a different container, and we had boat ramen. Well, what else are you gonna do? What it was else? great. So, so yeah, you can take your sandwiches somewhere else. I have no need for them. What is it about sandwiches that you don't? Like? I, I think I think it's the I hate when you take a bite and it's just like bread and condiments. Like, there's something about that texture where it's either too dry or too soggy. Okay. And, like, you chew it and you're like, how is this bread still just bread? It's just there. It's just bread and I don't like it. Interesting. It. I do like PB&J. I need to, there's an asterisk here where PB&Js I put in a different category. There's no cold. It's the cold cut sandwiches. Like, I can't do. A, Interesting. A, a BLT. I can't. A BLT. 
if it's toasted. See, there's weird asterisks, but if someone's just like, here is a slice of bread, turkey, cheese, and mustard and mayo, absolutely not. I'm not touching that thing. Interesting. Very interesting. It's... <laughs> well, I, it's just, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got my own weird food hangups. You want another, another, another really popular thing I don't like? Avocados. Mm-hmm. Hate them. Hate them. <laughs> absolutely not. What the fuck are you all on? But... That's a texture thing, but it's weird because, like, you know, like, yeah, there, because I'm like, you, the exact sensation you just described, where you like take <laughs> a bite of bread and it's like just your condiments. I'm like, oh, I love that bite. <laughs> like, I mean, no, it has to have the right condiments on it. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not talking like a sandwich that's got like mayo and like golden no. mustard on it, but like, if it's like a no. nice, like, pub mustard i'm like oh that's right. a good that, bite i do of like food. i like i like i like pub mustard it could just be i no i know i've had good sandwiches we we went to college in san luis obispo where there was no shortage of sandwich spots there, and i would yeah. try i would try i would try so much yeah no i uh, and it's fun it's just a it's no an it's, interesting it's weird hangout. it it it's weird and slightly inconvenient i will say that mm-hmm there's so many scenarios where a sandwich is the appropriate thing to have. Well, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because I can't pinpoint what you don't like exactly. I don't either. I don't know. I like turkey. I like like I, I like charcuterie. That's cold cuts. So it's yeah. not. <laughs> it's not like. I don't know. The, it's the cold cuts. Like I will sit there and essentially make an open face sandwich and eat it and be yeah. happy. I will slice baguette, put cheese, fancy like mustard in a slice of salami and be so happy. But if someone puts a sandwich in front of me, I'm not eating it. But if somebody puts another piece of bread on top of that. Don't give my charcuterie a hat. Don't give it a hat. Fair enough. Don't give it a hat. A charcuterie really doesn't need a hat. No, no. Um... So, second question: What is a weird thing that you have nostalgia for? Um, I well, I okay. When we're talking nostalgia, like my instinct here was not necessarily something that like it does bring me back to childhood, but it's not necessarily mm. something I miss. Right. Um, but I do get really nostalgic around the smell of gasoline. <laughs> Because it okay. reminds me of Autopia. And then I'm just like, Amazing. oh, well, and then because I I am, nos- what I am nostalgic for is the feeling of being a little kid on Autopia, yeah. where you're That's like, fair. I'm freaking driving. And That's, it's like yeah. a big deal because. I get that. You don't have a driver's license and then you get a driver's license and, and you hate never driving. again do you care about Autopia because. Yeah, it's true. You actually Why? operate actual moving vehicles that go faster and yep. can get off of a rail and it loses some of its magic. But like there That's... is something that uh, like if I'm out for a walk and I walk by like a gas station or something and mm-hmm. it's like so I have this very weird, very strong like memory to scent connection Mm -hmm. 
I, I have a real weird super sniffer where I just like there are specific smells. I'll be like, oh, this is this place at this time. Yep. This is exactly sunny day in fourth grade. And I was sitting on the playground reading this book. Oh, a hundred percent. There is uh ocean. Like this is me walking on the beach uh, in the morning smell. Sometimes you get that mm-hmm. even when you're mm-hmm. inland. There is uh, the smell of like there are sometimes the fog if it gets real foggy. Yeah. Some some fog is pirates fog. It smells yeah. like the fo- fog in the pirates ride. Uh, yep. And so one, there is one very specific smell where it's like, if it's a crisp day, but sunny, and you walk by a gasoline station, I'm like, oh, this is Autopia in fourth grade. I love it. That's amazing. And it's exactly that smell. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I miss it. And I'm nostalgic for that specific feeling. I love it. What are you nostalgic for? Okay, this is a weird one. I used to do tap dancing lessons, and mm-hmm. my mom would have to pick me up from school and take me straight to the dance studio where I'd be there for like two, two and a half hours because it was tap and then ballet. Right. And what my mom would do, because I get really bad migraines and I need to eat, so in the car there would be a a frozen burrito that she would have microwaved and like completely nuked in the microwave, and it was this brand called Tina's. They're like 30 cents at the grocery stores. They still exist. They're yeah. not good, but every time I smell, like, there's a specific, like, microwaved food smell. Mm-hmm. And, like, I bought them before just of, like, I want, like, they don't taste good, but I want one. But, like, there was something about, yeah, like, and so, yeah. But something about having it in the car and, like, burning my tongue on this burrito that is scalding hot. <laughs> and then going and dancing and then still getting a migraine and, like, probably revisiting that burrito three hours later. Like, it was just... So, like, I did it for, like, six, no, let's see, I stopped dancing in fifth grade. Yeah, like, ten years. I probably started when I was two, I think, was, like, the toddler class. Yeah. I don't know how old kids are. That's probably, no, sixth grade I stopped. Yeah, a toddler class would probably be, like, three. Well, I know there was, there was a two and three, yeah, the two and threes room was how I started. But at any rate. Frozen burritos. There you go. Yep. Well, with all this tomfoolery and madness out of the way, should we cheers and jump yes. into it? Let's. I suppose we both I'm have ready. wine. This is so <gasps> nice. I'm ready. Oh, this is delightful. It, all right. It is. Cheers. Well, cheers. All right. As always, we're going to start this adventure by reading our Disney Plus summary. This Great. is season. Three, episode seven, Dark Hollow. Mm-hmm. Ariel arrives to... St- I'm just going to read this straight through as it's written without... Just so you can see, you can hear what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Ariel travels to Storybrooke to contact Belle and find a hidden artifact that can help take down Pan and Emma, Neil and Hook, attempt to locate Dark Hollow, where Peter Pan's shadow dwells, in order to capture it. Now that sounded confusing, did it not? It did. It did sound yes, confusing. Yes, yeah. they, they needed a semicolon. Shocker. So what I'm gathering is Ariel travels to Storybrooke to contact Belle and find a hidden artifact that can help take down Pan, period. Emma, Neil, and Hook attempt to locate Dark Hollow where Pan's shadow dwells so they can capture it. Yes, there. because those are two independent clauses. They mm-hmm. stand 
separately. They this, are complete this, thoughts. They have they have a comma and, and I'm so upset. Like it just. Mm. Yeah, no, mm. it's it's too much information for one sentence you've written a run on. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. It's not. No, no, I'm upset about it. Um, I think that's fair. But I guess it's technically a factual summary. Yeah, no complaints. No, other than the grammar of it all. Yeah, I mean, but that's always a major complaint. That's so. always, yeah. All right, so this episode is written by Kalinda Vasquez. She wrote the episode Tallahassee, among others. And Andrew Chambliss, we've seen him, pardon me, many times. He did The Thing You Love Most, The Song in Your Heart, yes. da, 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 da. He's done some real bangers. We love him. Ones. <laughs> uh-huh. And then Guy Furland is the director, and he directed the episode Tiny. So we got a good crew working on this weird episode. All right. So this episode starts in Storybrooke, and we flash we flashback to right before the gang left for Neverland. The screen says, five days earlier. Uh-huh. So just sit on that for a second. Five We are on episode days. seven. It's been five fucking days in this hellhole. This is why I hate Neverland. Hate Neverland. This is why. So- this is why I hate Neverland. Yep. Yep. So we have flashback and Gold and Belle are saying their goodbyes and Belle's all, let me go with you. And Gold's like, no, daddy, Greg and Tamara. I can't do this. I can't do it today. I've lost it. I've lost my touch. I've lost my voice touch. Uh, oh, my God. You know, it's okay. Drink some more wine and it will come okay, back to we'll I get almost there. guarantee. That's fair. You know what? That's it. Uh, he's, you know, saying, you need to stay here and be the mayor, mm-hmm. Diddy. Uh, and she's, you know, trusted with this for some reason. He gives her a cloaking spell for all of Storybrooke. And then she's like, but how are you, how are you going to get back? And he's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Somehow. Figure it out. Well, it's, it, yeah. So Belle realizes, oh, no, Gold doesn't plan on coming back. This is sad. Oh, no. And then David's like, listen, I'm going, wait. David leaves the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize David was there because he doesn't say anything. He was just standing there. It was weird. (laughs) And then he makes a big show of leaving. Fucking weirdo. Yeah. Uh, So Belle's like, you're not coming back? And he's like, well, you see, the boy is going to be my undoing, the boy being Henry, but also he's my grandson. I need to save him, but it might cost me myself because as we know, undoing. And she's like, you'll be back. I have faith. And they kiss. And she just stands there and watches the departure. And then like everyone arrives and they're like, the town has been saved. This is great. And she's just crying. And they were like, what? They did save what it, happened? right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we are is there good. something we don't know? Are you and crying tears of in. joy? Yeah. I think that's even what Leroy said. No, someone says tears of joy. Yeah. Like, there is a moment of confusion. Belle fills the men about how the, the group of idiots have all left. And others are coming to invade the town, and they're worse than Greg and Tamara. I feel this is important, and I think you should write it down. 
Uh-huh. And as she explains this, the camera pans back and we see a red car driving towards Storybook Brooke. And there's two hipsters in that car. It's Weezer, everyone. It they is. Have, to have a concert. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so the mines go on down to the mines. Dwarves go on down to the mines and they're trying to open a vein of fairy dust. That's the word used. A vein of fairy dust. So the spells mm-hmm. magic will carry through the town and they will be, you know, cloaked and protected. Belle has some, you know, doubt. And she's trying to make it work. And she's like, I don't know. This isn't working. And I think it's Leroy is like, you better believe better. Like, come on. <laughs> Get <laughs> it together. <laughs> try harder. He says something. Try harder. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Um, she manages to do it, but it takes too long. And the car speeds its way into town and loses its bumper. They make a big deal and- of showing us the bumper is lost. I don't know why. Yes. Well, it, the the part I really enjoyed is that, like, you know, it's the dramatic eruption of the cloaking spell. And it's right. ballooning out over the town. And they're, like, rushing in. And we see the car speeding, speeding, speeding. And then they come in right at the, like, as the, the balloon pop, like, touches down. It slices off the back of the bumper. Uh, like you know the rear fender right. or whatever and we see it they show it on the ground and then the car stops and the hipsters turn around and then uh-huh. they do this big reveal that the car has lost its bumper or its fender it's whatever it's, it's so strange you're like, yeah the you're like it's i i know you you just we showed are- me <laughs> we right. saw that it's, it's not like they insane. speed into town. Ta- it's not like they speed into town and it closes behind them, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Whoo, that was close!" And then they like turn right. around and realize, like, "Oh shit, that was real close." Like, nope. We see it happen. We know. We watch it clatter to the ground, and then they like dramatically reveal that it fell. <laughs> like, it's yeah, strange. Cinematography, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I, I saw it happen. I, I, I Yeah, I we know. were there. We're, this feels a little redundant. And repetitive. And redundant. And repetitive. <laughs> so we leave this weird scene and we go to Neverland. Gold and Regina, if you, if you recall, have captured or summoned Ariel. And they're right, showing her with, with a map that they're digging with a stick in the sand. They're like, okay... So here's Storybrooke, and here's how you're gonna get here. And he's like, you're gonna go get a thing. And Ariel's like, okay, what thing? And Gold's like, well, I'm not gonna tell you, because Pan might be listening. (laughs) So he's like, he tells Ariel she'll know what to search for when she gives Belle this enchanted sand dollar. Okay. Can you tell us more about the crown of power? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically what he does. It is. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, Regina chimes in and is like, hey, that bracelet that I gave you will give you legs for 24 hours. It doesn't seem to be consecutive. Like, I'm pretty sure if she like wore it for an hour and then didn't for seven days, she would still have 23 hours. I It does seem to work that way. So it, it's, she can pick and choose her leg time. <laughs> and 
It's an important decision. Uh-huh. And Ariel is fairly nervous about Regina, you know, holding up her end of the bargain based on what she went through in the past. And she's like, okay, how do I know you're going to hold up your side of things and get me to Eric? And Regina's like, well, like, you don't really have a choice. You have yeah. no choice but to trust me. So I don't know. I got, I got nothing for you, kid. <laughs> you just gotta. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Ari- Ariel leaves Neverland feeling confident, I'm sure. Yeah. And we move over to Pan and he sits up and it's like, okay, did you anyone else watch the Madeline animated series as a kid? Where the I mean, nun, Miss Clavel, off, would yeah, sit up Ms. and be Clavel. like, oh, yes. Would sit up, something is not right. Something's not right. <laughs> that is yeah, exactly what it is. Because he goes, someone just left Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> something's not right. It's insane. I don't like it. I know we've been told he knows when, like, like you don't the get off the ice. Like, sits up. <laughs> it's wild. I don't need to be shown that detail. I'm okay just accepting it at face value. It is Again, it is really strange what they feel like we need to be shown. And then what they mm-hmm. also decide, eh, they'll figure it out. <laughs> right? So Felix is like, well, should we stop whoever is left? And Pan's like, nah, it's too late. It doesn't matter. They just need to get word to their inside source in Storybrooke. The hipsters, we can assume. Can only assume. Yep. And Pan says he needs to get Henry ready to save magic and chat with the prisoner in the cage. If you recall that. Yes, because there was a second. Yeah, there was a second cage. Mm Mm-hmm. Very so back important. in the camp, back in the camp with the clan of idiots, the gang talks to Neil about escaping Neverland, and Neil's like, "Oh, easy. We're just gonna, you know, capture Pan's shadow. That's how we leave, because uh, the shadow you see isn't attached to Pan and is its own entity." Of, of course, this is not uh-huh. upsetting, or uh-huh. new, or nope. Just no, this is just a fact now. And uh, the the colander slash star map thingy, not either of those things. It's a way to catch shadows, I guess. Then like, why Emma's is it like, a our, fucking our, our, perfect map of the stars? Yeah, Emma's like, I thought you could read the stars. And he's like, yeah, I can, but I can't leave the island without a shadow. So this catches shadows. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Fucking no. It also cooks Emma pasta. Was, <laughs> It's, I wish he'd just been like, what? No, that's a colander. That, that's More than fun. anything. I really liked pasta. It was my comfort dish, Emma. Doesn't take many so ingredients, the- Emma. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they go shadow hunting, and this whole time, like, every time Mary Margaret and Charming have been in a scene together, like, Mary Margaret's pissed. Oh, so mad. At one point, and is it... It's before they leave for shadow hunting, right? That Emma's like, so how long are you going to, like, ice him out? And she's like, I'm not icing him out. Like, she's. Uh, y- yeah, it's, yeah, it's at, later in the episode than this. But yes, they are going to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. So she's just, every time, like, even in passing, if we see them, like, there is clearly, like, she's not trying to be around her husband right now. And he is so, trying so hard to be around her. So hard. Uh-huh. But, so like, it's their job, because if 
if you recall, since Tink, we found Tink, and then Tink was like, Hubie, you don't have a way to leave, bitch. I'm not helping you until you have a way to leave. And she left. Um, so David's like, well, we should go find her now that we have a plan. Give her a heads up. We're going to attack and we have a way to leave, maybe, question mark. Possibly. Yeah. And and it, yeah. Snow is still very mad. And nice is of avoiding. Her to come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the groups agree they're going to meet at Tink's house later. So they each have we have our two groups. We have group Tink and we have group Dark Hollow. Shadow. Yeah. Shadow Hunters. <laughs> Isn't that a, like, book series? Yes, it is. It's also an ABC Great. show that did not go very well. Based on the book Wonderful. Show. On the book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Storybrooke, the dwarves are eating lunch on the beach, and they're talking about how, you know, <laughs> shit's not so bad without the charmings there. Obviously. There's been less wraiths, less danger, less dying. Nobody's and died for five days. That's been pretty nice. So let's keep this in mind. The hipsters arrived five days ago. That's right, all. Because, Anyhow. Because, yep, because the, the curse or the cloaking spell went into effect five days ago. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is kind of nice. And Leroy's like, shut the fuck up over there, guys. They're coming back. My friends like, are coming to back to me. Yeah. And then he looks out in the water and he sees Ariel and she swims out and is like, hi, um, I need Belle. And they're like, oh, God, for fuck's sake, what is this? And we zoom out and the two hipsters are using a set of binoculars to spy on the group from a distance. And hipster one says they're going to follow <laughs> our they have to follow their orders and find out why this mermaid is here and make sure she never leaves the town again. Ominous. Yeah, um, yeah. I would feel more omnified. Yep. If they weren't, you know, wearing little scarves. It's true. And like denim jackets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a peak. I think one of them has like a pea coat on. Like they're. Yeah. I. 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 It's just really. I'm not hard intimidated to- by them. It's like, really you hard to Greg feel scared and, by a barista. Yeah, like, like Greg and Tamara almost like intimidating next to these two. You know that is that is true. They do put up a better show, so maybe this is uh-huh. why they're second string. That's it. Well, we move over to Granny's diner, and Belle is sitting at the counter, and she refuses a cheeseburger. Oh no. Because she's just not hungry. And if you if you were a rum bell shipper like myself, you know how important that cheeseburger and iced tea situation is. For so some important. reason, that is the identity of that ship. Well, because... I don't know. That was their food on... It's true. Their one date they had. Their single date. And Archie watches all this. And he moves a chair over and he's like, okay, that's the fifth cheeseburger you've declined this week. Something's, something's wrong. And Granny's like, yeah, because it sure as fuck isn't my cooking. Like, that's not what this is about. God yeah, forbid. My, my my burgers are delicious. Yes. Belle admits that she misses gold. And she doesn't think she's done anything particularly heroic. And there's no real bad guys coming. And she just thinks gold made up a story to keep her off the boat. Because that's what you do when you're in love with someone, I guess. So sure, she she. 
I have thoughts about this for later. I have a lot of thoughts about Belle always, but she's having a whole pity party because she's not doing enough, even though she's literally supposed to protect the town. And if you we recall, the hipsters are in, so she has done a shit job at the one thing she was supposed to do. Yeah, she's not doing great. So maybe she is right to be down on herself because she's actively she doesn't know that right now. That's true. That's true. She'll find out soon. <laughs> uh, so she's having her pity party and Leroy marches in with Ariel and Granny's like, hey, uh, no shoes, no shirt, no service because Ariel does not have shoes because she is a mermaid. And then or a Leroy, shirt. She just has that's true. a mesh stomach. Seashells. Yeah. This is true. Then Leroy's like, oh, now you care about wardrobes? If I recall correctly, there was a few things that Ruby wore that are ingrained in my mind. Yikes, Leroy. For many different Yikes, reasons. Yikes, Leroy. Yikes, Leroy. For several different reasons. Uh-huh. But we don't dwell on that. We move right on to Belle nope. and Ariel. They connect. Ariel's like, I have this for you. And she hands her the sand dollar. And Belle's like, great. What the fuck is <laughs> I like so they, when she swore and said, what the fuck is this? It, it really it was really the added something. That's it's the true. one fuck they get. Yep. PG-13 rating. Yep. So these two go to the pawn shop and Ariel gets some not mesh clothes. And Belle's like, okay, let me look for this item, I guess. Like, this is supposed to help me. How is it supposed to help me? And she puts the sand dollar on the table and a magical hologram appears to her. And it's Rumpel talking, and he gives her a message at the people coming to Storybrooke, and that the power of their love will help her find what she needs. Because love is the most powerful magic. Powerful magic, of course, of all. Uh, mm-hmm. Helpful. Gold? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Super helpful. Yep. Back in Neverland, Mary Margaret gathers her things, and she's still avoiding David, and Emma's like, hey. So, uh, how long are you going to ice him out? And she's like, he should have told me. And then was like, yeah, but also, like, he did the right thing. Because he was trying to focus on Henry, and it would have distracted us. So I think that him dying almost, and then not telling us, and now having to stay on the island forever is probably a really great thing. And he did good. It is so cool of him. And I definitely haven't thrown several bitch fits about Never. being abandoned or left behind or not even once left alone. Never. This is a completely unhypocritical stance I have. Oh, yeah. No, Emma, hypocritical. Never. 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 Uh, Mary Margaret warns Emma about traveling with Neil and Hook since they both have feelings for her. And sure. Emma is like, Kind of like going back to her original point, she's like, no, like nothing else matters but Henry. Like I can tunnel vision because Mary Margaret's even like, okay, like, yeah, you definitely got that tunnel vision from your dad because she's ignoring these guys that like her. And it's just like, that's great. So Henry. Which fair. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's quite fair. I agree. Go back over to Pan. He asks Henry to take a stroll with him. And Henry's like, no. I think my... Because Henry knows his family's here. He had the little walkie-talkie heart situation with right, young Sean. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. He's like, my family's on the island. They're coming. I think they're here. But he refuses to let on why he thinks that because that would, you know, potentially put people in danger. So he's like, I just have a feeling. I just think they're here. And he accuses Pan of holding them prisoner somewhere. And Pan's like, whoa, buddy, that's not true. <laughs> Slow down there, partner. <laughs> Look, I'm a bad guy, but I'm not a bad guy. Exactly. And and Henry is determined to find out, to find what uh, what Pan's up to. And he starts walking into the jungle. Like, I no one knows where he's going. This child just gets up and walks away. <laughs> just <laughs> <And> bye. <laughs> And Felix is like, hey, we're we're losing the boy. And Penn's like, no, no, no. People in this in in Henry's family always need a little push. And then Felix asks if the cage should be brought to the compound. And Pan's like, hmm, nope, I got a better idea. Not ominous. No, no. Oh, so now we're in the cave, and this is when they have the whole conversation about the coconut star map and right. and, and and Neil's like, no, it's 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 the capture of the shadow. But while they're looking for it, Hook's like, hey, mate, I want to tell you, I appreciate how cool you're being about this whole Emma thing. And Neil's like, yeah, anytime. Wait, what Emma thing? Like, what? What? He's like, oh, you know, she and I had a dalliance. Our dalliance. <sighs> I don't like and then, the word dalliance. No. And then Hook is, and, and you know, Neil is like, uh, what? And he's like, well, we kissed. I assume she told you. Also, I said it in that little weird cave room, so I thought you could hear me. Right. It was very echoey and, like, loud. But, but like, he chooses the word dalliance. He sure does, which I would argue makes it seem much worse than just being like. Right. Right. Oh, we kissed. Yeah. Like, a dalliance to me says it's a repeated thing. Right? I mean, it's a stray. Like, somebody in a dalliance, I feel like, is straying. Right. I don't feel like you can have a dalliance that's particularly faithful. No. I'm sure you can. But bizarre. But the connotation definitely feels like more than just a kiss. Oh, 100%. But they find the weird coconut map that isn't a map. And they all go to the dark hollow which is where the shadow lives because any light there will be put out by the shadows and even hook avoids this place and emma goes why can't it be called sunshine valley well emma because that would be ironic and non-descriptive yeah exactly we're back in Storybrooke. bell and ariel are still looking for the object they talk about eric and bell talking about it's like oh wait yeah yeah enough about your love thing because i've realized that actually like it's the strength of my love that's going to help me figure this out so i need my chipped cup thank you of course the chipped cup uh-huh uh-huh chipped cup she takes chipped her cup and cup. She, she puts it on the little saucer and a secret hiding space <laughs> appears and she finds a box and she's like oh it's pandora's box of course and it can Obviously. hold the world because <laughs> why the fuck not and sure. um it can it can hold the world's darkest evil and that worries ariel and then all of a sudden they're they're held up at gunpoint <laughs> and the hipsters are there oh no not the hipsters with the, the hipsters are there and they are tied up 
And they these two hipsters start to interrogate Ariel and Belle about what the box is. And they both are like, we're not going to, we're not telling you. And at one point, Ariel's like, why do we keep doing what they're asking us to? And Belle's like, because they have a gun. And Ariel's like, what's, what's a gun? <laughs> what's a gun? <laughs> Which it's is so just delightful. So good. It's, it's so good. Delightful. <laughs> and then even later when she's refusing, then she's like, I'm not afraid of you. And not just because I don't know what that is. It's, yeah, it's like, amazing. Uh, I love that so, she's like, I'm extra not afraid of you. Like, and I do need you to know, I still don't have any fucking clue what yeah. that thing is. Yeah. Yep. Apparently I'm supposed to be afraid of it, but. I'm not. I'm not, because I don't know what it is. That sign won't stop me, because I can't I read. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Belle is looking at these hipsters and assumes that they don't know their boss is Peter Pan. And they're like, bitch, please. We know our, we know we're working for Pan. Greg and Tamara were patsies. And uh, they are fully aware their mission is to make sure gold fails. So these two at least have a bit more brain knowledge, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, they, they've actually asked some questions. They've asked some. It's true. Back in Neverland, Pan tells Felix to go to the other side of the island to deliver supplies and don't let Henry find out what he's up to. And he says it very loud and like, I sure hope Henry's not secretly eavesdropping and going to follow us. And And isn't he so lucky that Henry wasn't eavesdropping and like Uh that was uh definitely a totally secret plan? It's like when you're playing hide and go seek with a child and like you can see their ass like sticking out from like behind the couch and you're like, oh no, I wonder where that child is. Why is it their ass? I don't know because my brain froze. (laughs) My brain froze. I could not think of the word but. I got no excuse other than my brain was just like, you don't like know words it's, now. I like that it's just not like their feet or hearing them giggle. Well, no, because I feel like it's always like their butt is always is. like shaking. No, it is. Because they're always like kneeled down and like really excited right. and being, they're being so sneaky. Right. I always like when you um, pretend you can't see a child. And they're like, right? no, I'm right here. And you're like, where are they? It's very funny. It's very fun. I agree. So we go back to Mary Margaret and David and she is still avoiding him and refusing to listen. And Neil, Emma and Hook go to the dark hollow, but the entrance is blocked by branches and vines. And Emma's like, oh, here, Neil, do you want to use this? And it's his old cutlass. And he's like, oh, you where'd you find this? And she's like, oh, well. Uh, Hook gave it to me. He thought I would want something of yours. And Neil's like, didn't know you were sentimental and starts like hacking at the vine. So he's pissed off at Hook, I guess. Yeah, for having something and a, giving it. For having to, a dalliance. Well, he, yes. I mean, long story short, yes, he's pissed yes. about the dalliance. So, yeah, so Hook stays back. He's like, hey, Emma. Uh, so I may have done something bad. I assume Neil heard me talking in the cave. And so, and then, like, that you would talk to him about the kiss. And so I thanked him for being so cool and all. And um, he was not I kind of cool. hoped it meant, <laughs> he was not cool. And I kind of hoped that meant something. And, and, you know, 
And she says telling them Neil's alive was what meant something. And that's why she wanted to kiss him. Sh- sure. Question sure. mark? Sh- I, and, I... The logic here is fuzzy at best. It, it is. And, and Hook says, oh, well, I promise I'm going to win your heart. And she's like, there's no contest between you and Neil. All I care about is Henry. Like, do not make this a love triangle. There isn't one. No team Edward, no team Jacob. I'm team Renesme. That's what she says. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> and he's like, well, neither of us are giving up. And Neil returns and they go into the dark hollow, a prison for all of Pan's shadows victims. Sure. Why not? This is insane. It's fucking it, insane. It, is Greg's shadow here? Oh, God. I, I guess. I, I'm, I'm just, I, I can only assume his shadow was ripped from his body and everybody knows when your shadow upsetting. was ripped from your body, you're, you, you die, except for possibly Peter Pan because his shadow is the ruler of the, of the shadow people. Yep. But a, an That's unsettling. Oneself, so. I do not like that. There's a lot of questions. I have a lot of things to say about just the mechanics of Neverland, but you know what? I'm never going to get them. No, and no, you're turned, not. We turned Dopey back from a tree like months ago, so it's it. Listen, <laughs> you're never gonna know. Fuck you. We just nope. fixed it. Yep. Fuck you. It's done. Yeah. Done. Don't care. Um, yep. We're back in Storybrooke. Belle and Ariel are tied up and struggling a bit. And Belle once again doubts herself because every time she tries to be a hero, it backfires. And then Ariel's like, something, 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 my bracelet so I can be a mermaid. And then Belle's like, I, I say something, something, something because I know Belle's not paying attention. That's like, so she, true. I, like, she's not paying any mind to what this girl is saying. No, she doesn't give a and she's, fuck. She's like, I'm she's so like wait. You have a bracelet. Take it off. Fins out. You can wriggle out of these ropes. Come on. Tits up. Fins out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Belle figures out somehow the stranger strangers are going to destroy Pandora's box with a dwarf's pickaxe in the mines. Sure. Like she she tells all of this to Ariel, who does not know what a gun is. She's like, so it needs to be just. Dis- po- we need to get something even more powerful than magic. The dwarf pickaxe. I feel like we could have used a dwarf pickaxe then, maybe to like I don't know, destroy the detonator. I realize right. that like that possibly could have blown up the detonator, but like, I'm just like Ariel. Why are we none not- of these words are? She's like, what's the detonator? What's a dwarf? What's an axe? Like, she lives under the goddamn sea. What's a mine? An excellent point. An excellent point. Um, also, it does occur to me, why don't we all just walk around with fucking dwarf pickaxes? They we can break just, anything, apparently. We should just have those on hand. They seem incredibly handy for curse breaking. We Absolutely. should, like, have several just stationed around the town under lock and key. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. Back in Neverland, David and Mary Margaret are nearing 
Tink's little camp out and they finally get into their argument. David yells at Snow. It's like, when are you going to speak to me? And she's like, I'm upset you didn't tell me. She's like, I and don't know fi- when you go back in time and yeah, fix don't it. Don't do this. <laughs> yep. So they had this whole yelling match and he admits that he was scared and he didn't want to be stuck. She, I, He didn't want her to be stuck with him in Neverland because he knew that she would stay with him. Because she even says, like, did you not think I would stay with you? And he was like, yeah, that's what scared me. Because I know that you love me. And she's like, I would have stayed, but you didn't tell me. But I'm staying with you. We can build a stupid tree house. I love you and I forgive you. Great. Awesome. Yep. I'm Everyone's glad. fine no, with this. I'm so glad that no one has consulted uh-huh. their child with abandonment issues. Yeah. That, yeah. I think, is really, really good. Really of them. good. Yeah. I think she will take this really well. I agree. She's usually really, like, level-headed and uh, really easy to work with when it comes to her parents doing things without her. Historically, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Back with uh, Team Shadow, Neil explains the trap and that all they have to do is light the candle on the coconut and the shadow will be drawn to the flame and they will capture it and... But, you know, there's no way, to, way for them to light the candles because there's no light here. So all the lanterns went out immediately. And Hook's like, well, the fuck are we going to do? And Neil's like, welcome to the 21st century, bitch. Pulls out a lighter. A li- I got a lighter. Which. Mm-hmm. Neil, baby. Yeah. N- Neil. Neil Stiffer. Um, <laughs> what comes out of a lighter? <laughs> just just curious <laughs> what comes out of a lighter a light correct L- a light source uh-huh yeah uh, a lights a light source correct yeah 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 and, and light can't there's no the light the light there's is no- um, uh, immediately extinguished upon extinguish enter- yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. what are we gonna do with the lighter mm-hmm. might i ask we're gonna try to make it work oh great keep okay trying and awesome we're going to use it and then the two guys are going to have like a weird back and forth conversation where it, it they're bantering and like let me do this let me do this no you can do it me, 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 me. Yeah. and then it flies out of their hands so they fight to the point of losing the lighter it shoots out of their hands and falls into like a tree stump situation great it's gone and with you know timing is everything so right at this point hands shadows here out of nowhere and start attacking with other shadows as well. So they're outnumbered by shadows. And Neil and Hook are caught and their shadows are almost ripped out of their bodies. Because again, that's something that can just happen. Yep. Uh, also, it is strange to me that your shadow just like, gets ripped from your body. Yeah. Like yeah. not from your feet. Mm-mm. No, like Mm-mm. from your body. From your chest. It's It's really disturbing. Yeah, it's and upsetting. It's very funny because like how Mary Margaret said you're going to have to choose one and Emma's like, no, I'm not going to. It feels very much like now she has Might to make a choice. To. Yeah. And what does she uh, do but with then that she, remem- she remembers that she can do magic and so she just magics some light into the colander. Well, that feels anticlimactic. <laughs> she knows what her decision is, which is not to decide. <laughs> <laughs> and 
she immediately traps the shadow and Neil's like, hey, um, how'd you do that? And when did you learn magic? Cause, you know, Neil has magic trauma because his dad sucks. And, Re- well, yeah. and Emma's like, well, Re- Regina taught me magic. See how cool this is with my magic? Look at how nifty I am with my magic. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to sneaky sneak Henry who's falling behind Felix. And oh no, he's almost caught. But he isn't because this kid. He's so sneaky. It's like in Gallivant when Gallivant and King, what's his <laughs> fuck it? Richard, I think. You, yes, Richard. Yeah. Hush, hush, hush. Secret, 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 secret. Hush, hush, hush. I don't know if anyone watched Galavant. Was it just us? Okay, cool. If you hadn't watched Galavant, watch Galavant. It was the hiatus show of Once Upon a Time, and it was so delightful. It was so ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite impressive. It is. It's great. But I digress. Henry is not being sneaky at all, but he thinks he's doing a good. Good for him. Well done. Mm-hmm. In Storybrooke, find the hipsters and everyone's like, no, don't stop me or someone I love will die. And Belle's like, don't do that or someone I love will die. And so they're all, you know, trying to not have someone die. Good for them. Uh, we get to chatting. It turns out these hipsters aren't just your average hipsters. They're Michael and John Darling. And Pan has their sister, Wendy. Shocking. I'm I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. I, I couldn't have possibly ever have guessed, given that one of the hipsters had black-rimmed glasses and their car had a little teddy bear hanging from the rear it's view. It's true. It's true. Uh, there were no clues. Who could possibly have seen this Not coming? Not one. Not even one. In Neverland, Pan releases Wendy and is having her help him with his plan. Zip on back to Storybrooke. Ariel and Belle are saying goodbye. And Ariel promises to take Belle's message to gold. She leaves. Oh, I I should say, like, uh, we've agreed. We've come to an agreement with the hipsters. Yeah, we're fine now. (laughs) We're cool, We've come to an agreement where it's, like, just... We also don't like Pan. We just So this thing can kill him. So if you don't destroy it, we can kill him. Yeah, like and the hips the enemy of mine enemy is my friend. Yeah. Uh so we've agreed to not listen to Pan anymore and we're all on the same page. You know the bad guys that are worse the, than the, Greg and Tamara? Yeah, the really really scary ones who are so much worse than Greg and Tamara ever could have like even imagined being. Mhm. Yeah, they were really scary and so frightening. I'm, I'm so frightening. Incredibly intimidated by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Ariel promises to take Belle's message to gold, and she leaves. Bye. Bye. Hope you find your dad. Daddy. In- oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You said what you said. Uh, and I meant it. I believe that. And an elephant's faithful 100%. Mm-hmm. In Neverland, Felix 
accidentally drops a whole bag, but doesn't notice. He drops it in front of a ladder, and it's just like, hmm, did I drop something? And he keeps walking. He's so subtle. It's fantastic. Henry is so sneaky. He's so sneaky. And Henry sneaky. is like, ooh, so he dropped something, and I see a ladder. I'm going to grab this bag and tippy-toe on up this ladder. Climb and, up that ladder. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he gets up there, and we see Wendy. Yay, and she seems very sick. She's coughing and maybe has COVID. We don't know. Uh, it sounds like COVID. It's a dry cough. It is. And she tells Henry she's very sick and Pan doesn't want anyone to catch it. And she's sick because the magic of the island is dying and it's affecting her more than others. And they don't know why. And then Wendy's like, So that's like, why she hey. has to social distance in this room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she looks at Henry and he's like, you look like your dad. And he would have done anything for for my family. And Henry's like, oh, if you knew my dad, well, I promise I'll come back for you. If He's my out. dad would have done everything, anything for your family, I will, I will also, also do, do that. Uh-huh. And so he leaves. And Pan was just, like, standing behind the curtain. Like, he just, like, walks out of the shadows and is like, good job, Wendy. You're good at faking this. You're an actress. Applause you know how when you play... You. You know how when you play hide and seek with a kid and their whole ass is hanging out from behind the sofa? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's what's going on here. And he says it's motivation for Henry to do what needs to be done. He needs to control the heart of the truest believer so Henry will believe in him. And then he's like, all right, back to your cage. (laughs) Into the cage with you. Yep. Gold and Regina are chatting about if Belle's going to succeed or not. And Regina is surprised to realize that Gold does actually love Belle. She's like, oh my god, you love her. And gross. Gold's like, (laughs) yeah. And Gold's like, oh, why are you jealous? And he's like, she's very offended that Uh, he would insinuate that she would want to be with him. Her disdain for Belle in particular is hilarious. it's so good. She's like, and then that potato, that potato no, is who you've, you've chosen. I am not jealous of that potato. You can't be jealous of a potato. It's a potato. It's silly. Mm-hmm. But um, Rumple, you know, he clarifies. Mr. Gold's like, no, no, no. You're jealous of I have something that you can't have. Yeah, I have I got something. Somebody. I got a person. I got someone. <laughs> I have a girlfriend and you don't. Neener, neener, neener. Yeah, it's really weird. And then Regina kicks him in the shins. It's fantastic. God, I wish. <laughs> More uh, kicking before she in gets, the shins. Before she gets to kick him in the shin, Ariel returns and Regina fixes the bracelet so she can have legs whenever she wants. Wow. And Ariel's like, yay, legs. Um, Also... Uh, Wendy's here and Gold's like, well, we'll do what we can. So message delivered, I guess. I like how Regina's in this conversation going, no. No. Like, that's not, not part of the plan. Like, I, our plan is to save Henry. Henry. I'm not saving this kid. No. Absolutely not. And Gold's yeah. like, oh, Belle said no, no. so. So. My conscience with t- said I have to. You know, I mean, she's not a, even a, sh- like, weird shadow anymore. Right? Whoops. 
So uh, we go back to Team Shadow. Hook, Emma, and Neil are all arguing, and Emma's pissed at them because they were fighting over the lighter, and they almost screwed up their chance. And she's like, you know, if you're asking me to pick one of you, I pick Henry. I'm always going to choose Henry. If I have to make a choice, and that's what you two are fighting about, I choose my son. Figure it the fuck out. And fair enough. And fair enough. Uh, David and Mary Margaret are waiting for Tink. Emma, Hook, and Neil walk up with the closed coconut to prove they captured the shadow because Tink, they, they, you know, they find Tink and Tink's like, you're back. I told you I'm not helping until you have a way off the island. And then on cue, they're like, we found a way off the island. <laughs> it really so, is impressive. It's great. The timing is, you know, so neat. They timed it just so that when you'd ask the question, they'd be walking up. I mean, it really is impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tink and Neil know each other. Possibly they, they don't biblically. Say that. It's... Possibly biblically. There's a moment she's like, Neil or Bay, And she kind of just like stares at him and he stares at her. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Uh, and then Neil... Tells Emma that she's right and that Henry is the most important thing. So at least they agree on that. They've got that going for him. They do. After his little sneaky mission, Pan stops Henry and, and, you know, Henry is like, you were hiding something from me. I I saw that girl. And then Pan's like, you're right. I did hide her. Uh, She's dying. And but if you, kiddo, save magic, she gets to live. And Henry is like, hmm, well... Um, how, how, all right, that's not a bad plan. I like saving people. I like being the good guy. Uh, so how do I save magic? And Pan's like, no, no, no. It's not how, but where? Well, and he shows him Skull Rock. I mean, it's a little bit how. I feel like how's a little bit. Of- <laughs> I was going to say, like, I feel like how is a little bit involved. <laughs> right? And... I- He does actually do need to know what to do. Right. But we now know where it is at Skull Rock. And he says, inside the cave, the heart of the truest believer needs to make a heroic sacrifice. And Henry's like, I could ask what that means, but I'm not going to. I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. And that's the episode. Great. (laughs) I... (laughs) It's been five days. It's been five days. I'm so incensed by this season. I... I... I can't. How the fuck has it only been five days? I don't know. And I... mm, Well, I I guess... I want to sit here and make a timeline of, like, each thing that has happened every day. Because it's a whole load of nothing. Literally, that, uh, yeah. Like, I almost want to go back and rewatch and try and keep track of, like, when we seem to be at night versus day. And, like, where things we, uh, like, our day, because with this timeline, days must be spanning over multiple episodes. That's exhausting. Like... I hate this. I mean, day one, you you gotta think, is getting to Neverland. 
But then maybe it's also the... Did, did did David get shot on his first day in Neverland? Oh my god. <laughs> Days, maybe weeks. You know what? He's not a liar. He did this have days. He had five days, apparently. I hate uh, this show. I um okay. Just, no, let's just we we've okay. already started talking about the timeline. Let's just like sit on that okay for a little bit because not only is it upsetting to me that so few things have happened in seven episodes of this show now. Uh, but that also means that in Storybrooke, these hipsters were hiding in plain sight for five fucking <laughs> days and no one noticed. Five <laughs> days in this itty bitty town where everyone knows everyone. everyone. Where are they living? They have a convertible. It's not like it's a big enough car to they sleep in. They need food. They need food. They need their matcha. Uh, here's, I've got terrible news for you. Oh, no. They have sandwiches packed in the trunk. <laughs> Sorry, those sandwiches have mayo. They are no longer good after like a day. They're in cooler. It's a it's a cooler. Oh no! At least they're really soggy sandwiches. Yeah, they're they're really soggy, but they are still edible technically. Um, yeah. Funny thing is, they're actually just mayo sandwiches. No one noticed. Nothing else on there. No, no, no one noticed a red car. Well, no, because it was uh, so cool that nobody had ever heard of it before. So, you know. Damn, you're right. I I cannot stand it. It's not. It's nonsense. And quite frankly, I would be less annoyed if we had just said. If we just didn't have the title card. Saying five days ago. Right. Like, just say, like, we, we wouldn't know that was before they left. You just say Storybrooke. Yes. Or don't even say that. We are smart. We are smart. Or dang it. You can, you can, you, you pull a schmigadoon before schmigadoon. Yeah. Before yeah. Neverland. Before Neverland. And then we are must- smart. We will remember that. That Rumpel and Belle said goodbyes to each other. Right. That was only five episodes ago. Or no, seven, no, I guess. Was, it was six. You're it right. Was, it was six full episodes ago. Only five days, though. My God. Yes. Actually, wasn't it the season finale? That was straight on to Neverland. That's when they technically left. Mm, I don't know, because I feel like maybe they had a call. Co- they like kind of went back. In time, I don't remember because we definitely. I feel like we keep getting this scene added on to, like we keep learning bits and bobs about this. Yeah, goodbye scene. It's so it's dumb. But in any case, well, so the terrible yeah, the timeline pisses me off. Um, it's it's bad. Somebody just and, needs to stop. <laughs> and kind of. Going off the timeline to, you know, Belle being the worst leader and not noticing two strangers. This show continues to entirely misunderstand Belle as a character. I would very firmly agree with you on that. I would love to hear your thoughts. It just, it bothers me because Belle's whole thing is not, 
she wants adventure. She wants adventure, but she's not over here going, I need to be a hero. I suck at being a hero. I'm being patronized. I'm being given petty tasks to be a hero. I can't be trusted. No, that's she just does things. And afterwards, it's revealed that was a good thing and a heroic thing. Like She's not over here going, I'm not doing that unless it is a heroic thing. That is true. And it, I, I don't know why they've made Belle a pity party character. I don't know why that's part of it for her. It should have been, okay, I'm in charge. I'm temporary mayor. Um, Okay, we are going to have people posted at each thing. I know that we have this concealing thing, but we're not fucking around. I was told to protect the town. Let's fucking protect it. It's very true. So I just, I don't like that she keeps coming back to this idea of I'm not good enough. He didn't want me to go with him because I can't do this. Yeah, if you stop fucking complaining, you could have actually done your goddamn job. It's true. If we had a little more self-confidence, they wouldn't have been it, able to speed into the town. It makes me mad. It does. Also, yeah, you're right. Like, Belle's thing is not to be heroic it's i want adventure in the great wide somewhere right like Uh i want to go on an adventure so like the stuff with mulan all made a ton of sense because it's her being like i want adventure let me go find it yeah yeah so theoretically to me i'm like okay it makes way more sense if she's upset because she's like i I wanted that i wanted to go I don't want to be stuck playing mayor. Right. Like, I want to be in the adventuring party. I don't want to be. Yeah. Why am I always just like the librarian wearing shitty clothes? Why am I always sidelined in this story? And why do they keep putting me in peplums? Why? What was she wearing? Why? I don't want to talk about her her outfit. Like, it... (laughs) Every, every time we get a Belle outfit, it is an occasion. And you know what? I will say, I will allow it this time because the costuming department must be very bored because the, these people have been wearing the same clothes in Neverland. They don't change. They That's have their true. outfit. That is true. They were probably like, so they, shit. They were yes. told we get a Storybrooke outfit and they were like, well, we have these seven pieces that don't go together. Put them on. Put them on. <laughs> I can only assume that's how costuming works. I think that probably is, yeah. I think you're probably correct. I'm on to something. Uh, You really are. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's... Yeah. It's wild. Mm -hmm. It's wild, Um, and I'm on Regina's side. We all should disdain Belle at this point. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, You touched on this earlier, but the hypocrisy of Emma Swan is truly insane. It is so frustrating because they had such a good character and then they stopped knowing how to write for her at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now she just is whatever they need her to be for this story. She has no consistent... No, I don't understand what motivates her. I, I we're back on. Well, Henry is my only concern, but all her development that she's had in season two has gone away. 
a hundred percent. She's back to, well, I have nobody and nothing, and like I'm an orphan, and I'm an orphan, no and understands I, me, and I wish you had died because it would have been easier for me. And so we we have not learned any lessons about like no, and you know maybe oh, we're that's why she together. is. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's not upset about David. She's like, good, fucking one of them will be dead then. Yeah, like, fine, that'll be easier for me. (laughs) Fine, one last pair to deal with. Maybe they'll stay together and I won't have to deal with this guilt. You know, fair enough. But it is wild. Because, yeah, literally, her whole thing for the past two, like, season and a half, I guess, really. Right. But her past episodes everything is i am upset with you as parents because you left me Mm -hmm. i was forced into a really shitty situation because of Uh choices you made that i had no control over and then i had to like grow up in the foster system and by myself with no consistency Oh, right. incredibly valid. So it is like inc- also really frustrating to me that no one and nowhere in that conversation that David and Mary Margaret had did someone bring up. Oh, like Mary Margaret. Yes, she should be pissed because David didn't tell her it was wrong. Yeah. And she should be pissed for that. They but part of her reason and part of her reason should be our daughter has humongous issues with abandonment we already left her once and you tried to leave us again you didn't tell us now you have to stay yeah and she's not and i'm staying with you and i'm staying too and i will have to stay with you like now like part of her angst really should be so now i'm gonna leave you i can't leave you but also you're that means i have to leave my daughter again yeah my I, my choices are disappoint her or disappoint like, not disappoint like hurt you or hurt her hurt her and i don't want to make that choice but you forced my hand into it and also it. It, it's hurting herself because she loves charming as well so it's like a yeah i no. don't want to be away from you and now i have to be put in the situation where i'm going to be hurting no matter what i do well and quite frankly because so much of her mary margaret's issues in neverland have revolved around i'm sad that i didn't get to raise my daughter i didn't get to be a mother so she should remember her secret i know she wants she she wants to try again are we gonna have a baby in neverland like man dude yeah no that should have been her other thing like okay my dream is to have another kid well she can do that She's allowed to do that there. Would That's suck. true, but is she going to want to? Yeah. Would suck, but could do. Could do. There, but, there just need to be a bit more of anything. Well, the or, or David could be like, I didn't want to tell it because Emma would have freaked out. Yeah. Because she, I've already that, left I, her once. I've she already, already did. Done she feels that. like an orphan. I couldn't do it. I couldn't have her looking at me and thinking that I'm going to leave her again. Like, yeah. something in there, someone, 
one of these people should be thinking about their child. At least a little bit. Not entirely. Like, there can be selfish motivations. You can be mad because your partner lied to you. You can be upset because she's not talking to you. And you could have been scared because you were afraid she wasn't going to choose to stay. Right. But then also, there's another natural in. I was afraid you wouldn't stay because Emma won't. Yeah. And I knew that. I know that. And I think you're a great mom and you would choose your to go with her. Yeah. And I would, I, I'm not going to, I didn't want to begrudge you that choice. I didn't yeah. want you to have to make that decision. I wanted you to just go with her because I know that's what yeah. you would want to do. So you wouldn't it's, be stuck here on this island with me. It, Bam. Big, then suddenly. Big dumb. Great. She's mad because you're making me pick between having you or at all or right. not. And you didn't tell me and you're dishonest. And he's actually, th- you know, also thinking about his entire family, not just his wife. Right? And I get that we're I get that we're new parents. I get that you know, you've had 28 years of not thinking about a child. Sure. But you also have all of those memories of being pregnant and planning a life together. Right? So I'm not really right? sold on your this you guys would have been great parents thing. Right? Because none of this conversation at all revolves around their child. No. And she is not deeply involved in this situation. It's not like uh-huh. it's, oh, we want to have another baby. Her. She's a grown woman. That's fine. That's not a conversation that affects her. She's a grown woman. If you want to have a kid, you can have a kid. I mean, she does make it about her later when they do have a kid. Oh, well, well, of course, because it's her. <laughs> but. You're right. That part, it's like, yeah, that's. Uh, sorry, like, grown consenting adults get to have children if they want children. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's how that works. But uh, Absolutely. Somebody here should be going, what about our daughter? What do you yeah. think? What do, we do, what do we do about that? What are we going to do about that? Why, why is Mary Margaret not like... What have you done What? Her? Yeah, like... What are we going to tell Emma? Or, you know, why did you not think that you dying on her would be, like, really upsetting? Right. Like, on both of I us? Just need, it can be about both I of need, you. I need more from them. I, I, they're so dumb. They're I, such idiots. It's really, really challenging right now to like them. Yeah. I'm kind of with like the six of seven dwarves that are like, it's kind of nice when they're gone. (laughs) I would be like so happy because, oh my God, shut up. Just infuriating. Infuriating. You always get us into trouble. We always have to back you up. And now you're screaming at each other because you have valid reasons, but they're not the right ones. No. No. I just, I, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it is frustrating because I'm like, again, it's another one of those, our actions don't not line up with what the 
show wants us to believe because the show wants us to believe them as these really doting caring parents who are right. really sad they didn't get to raise their kid who you know love their daughter who want the best for her maybe they're also sick of her bullshit they're like man this kid sucks <laughs> We should have, yeah, we, redo. Redo. <laughs> Let's just stay here. Like, I don't want to deal with her I don't dramatic ass. that. Like, what we do? Because, I, but again, that's what the show wants us to believe. They're great parents. Yes. It keeps telling us they're great parents. Just like Mary Margaret's a perfect person with a non-tainted heart. Yeah. She is. I don't know what you're talking about. She didn't, you know, perform murder or anything. No, not even once. Not even once, even though, like, even though anytime anybody else performs a murder, it's like your whole heart goes black, pretty much. Right, um, right. From the but single not for murder. Her, cause, no, cause no. She, cause she's, so, she's so good. She was so good and so pure for so long. She did get the it, one murder it, it's pass. Like, it's like, it's like it's rollover minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like she earned a homework pass where you can yeah, pick one yeah. assignment to not count. Uh huh. I picked the murder. <laughs> I picked this murder I performed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, no. This the show just has this problem where they keep telling us one thing and showing us uh-huh. another. It's it's like Belle's a badass. Yeah. No, she's Show not. She's a potato with peplum. She's no. She's a very strong female character. Well, she keeps going back to the man who continually lies to her um, it and does not treat her upsetting. well. Like it's ever. all deeply upsetting. Yeah. They do, again, there's just no logical consistency here. It's just every every character, if they're yeah. not a villain, if they're not a villain, all of the good guys, yeah. they're just whatever we need them to be in that yeah. moment. Yeah. Because, Villains we will typecast for forever, though. Well, yeah, they're, they're, but that, I will say, comes with a whole lot more clarity. Yeah. Regina and Rumpelstiltskin as characters are so much more cohesive. Their yeah. actions, you can always find a through line in. Pretty much always. So much easier to track. Except for, weirdly enough, when Rumpel's on his I'll be a good person bullshit and you're like, I don't know what you're doing. None yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand what's happening or why you're choosing to do things. And that feels more like because they're like, oh, we want to keep him to be good, but then he's boring if he's good. Yeah. But they, exactly. on the whole, you can you know what they're doing. You know why they're doing it. And it's easier to go. And I think it's because the writers had an easier time of it because. I would agree. A bad person. It's, I think, easier to find a motive for them to do bad things for. Mm-hmm. But they want their heroes to do not great things for the drama of it all. Oh, naturally. But then never seem to know how to put them in drama that makes sense for their characters? No, it does seem to be a fault. Yeah. We all share. It's just, it's very, it's all very, I think it's why so many of the, why the, we end up with a season half season villain every time something yeah, external agreed. we can fight for the drama so that our uh 
internal dramas don't have to be consistent. It's why the first part of season two is the best part of the show. So good. Because it's the only time they like really strongly seem to have an understanding of why Uh people are doing what they're doing. Cora's Uh got a great and very clear motive. Regina's got a clear motive. Snow's got a clear motive. We know what everyone's doing and why. Yeah. And then we come to Neverland and they're just like, heard it or Uh, I don't know. Um, Today, today I'm dying of dream shade. Um, She's an orphan. Maybe... Maybe but I'll also die some more out. tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Might as well. I'll try a little bit. Let's let's find Tinkerbell and then not use her because she can't help us. To die all. would be an awfully big adventure. Stop it. <laughs> I can't. Ugh. Anything else on, on your list as uh, far as the episode itself? No, not really. Um I've I've ranted long enough, I think. <laughs> also nothing happened no like literally like, all we have is okay um we have a shadow now and we have pandora's box and uh wendy is being used to trick henry into some sort of sacrifice yep that's it yay those three things happened we were told people were bad and they weren't bad. They're actually pretty cool. And also they're just missing their sister. That's infuriating. You know what? I do have more to say. <laughs> there it is. I knew, I knew I was forgetting something. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? These are supposed to be the biggest villains so far, right? That's what we've been told. Supposedly. Supposedly. Greg and Tamara, an even bigger threat than Cora. Yeah. Right? Because they had this weird shadowy backer and weird shadowy plan that nobody could figure out. And then it turned out, oh, actually, no. um, Barely an inconvenience. They are going to get murdered by not our heroes. Yeah. A shadow's going to kill them and also Pan. And also maybe gold. Which should have had more narrative weight. The fact nah. the fact that I'm not entirely positive that we've our heroes have even like really thought about the fact that Greg and Tamar are dead. No. We Neverland's supposed to feel claustrophobic, right? We're in the I same certainly feel it. We're in the same clothes from day to day. It's this oppressive jungle. It's dark. It's right. supposedly the most dangerous place we've ever visited. There's danger lurking around every bend. The fact that there is no time spent going, holy fuck. Greg and Tamara almost took us out. Yeah. And they were dispatched like it was nothing yeah they were patsies the fact that the show didn't go look at how horrifying this is because then pam would feel much scarier right now i just want to punch him like i'm not scared of him i just don't like him i just don't like him i don't want to spend time with him 
He's not interesting. And it that would all feel different if it had felt particularly dangerous. And yet. And yet. No, it, it, there was no threat at all. They were killed immediately and there was no like pause to breathe in that moment. And no weight to it. No. Not even a little. And so it's like, okay, so again, the last half of last season didn't matter. Uh-huh. No. No, uh, not even a little bit. Also, fun fact. Remember how oh, we no. killed that dragon? Uh-huh. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh. He got better. Nope. He's just real fucking resilient. I really hate this show. I, I can't. That we and so then then we didn't spend time being like, ooh, our big scary villains from last season murdered, murdered by this season's big bad. Yeah, that should have been like a holy shit moment. Right, you would Those think, guys nearly defeated us. And now this guy can take them out? Holy fuck. And there's someone even more powerful on their way to Storybrooke? Oh my god. They should be more concerned. Belle should have taken her job more seriously. Oh, and then they're like, oh, nope, even scarier people are on their way to Storybrooke. And the minute we find out about them, Doesn't even take take us an episode to take them off the table. Yeah. Yeah. Ariel's just like, I don't know why guns are. Do you want to be friends? And they're like, oh shit, good point. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Actually, that's quite charming. Yeah. We like your fins. Yeah. Want to be besties? Have you ever had matcha? Have you heard the song Buddy Holly by Weezer? Oh, you yes. haven't? I am about to blow your mind. Uh-huh. I just... It's stupid. We're not... Nobody's thinking. No one's... No, there are... It, there no are no thoughts. No, nobody's thinking about this dramatic tension. I don't actually care about anything that's going on right now. Because Greg and Tamara got murdered, and that wasn't a big uh-huh. deal. And then, nope. okay, great. So now the scarier people, then Greg and Tamara are in Storybook. Well, no, they're not. Don't worry about it. They're fine. They're just scared little boys who want their sister. Uh-huh. Okay. They're all actually on our side now. Why have the whole build up? I, I get it. They're trying to build tension, but to let it off that quickly feels... It's not, I, don't build it then. There's no reward. It's useless. There's no reward. Yes. Yeah. Quit edging people. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. Please. Knock it off. Just. Yeah. It's Do better. nonsense. Wasn't Dopey a tree? Oh no, we fixed that three months ago. What? Was that? That's, 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 uh, was I that think, season I, six? Yeah. Yeah. God, season Where, six is where things go from bad to worse. Uh, it uh, we I, it's kind of downhill from here. 
I would think. I mean, like, it's more delightful, I think. I get less mad about other arcs. I I don't think, I don't think we get, I don't think we get this angry until, I think, I think, I really feel like the next time we get as angry as Neverland makes us is season six with the Land of Untold Stories. That's fair. Because that's another place that's like, okay, but where is your internal logic? Right. You know, like, as much as I don't like the events of when we go to the underworld. The underworld makes a modicum of sense. Yeah. Some things maybe, maybe not. But but parts of it, like there is at least a, I understand why this is happening. Yeah, there's an internal logic to it where I'm like, okay, maybe I don't agree with how you've gone about telling me this story, but I do see the story you're telling. Yeah. Neverland, I'm like, oh, what the fuck do I care? You haven't made me care about anything. Right. And you keep telling me people are dangerous, and then you keep getting rid of them. So I just don't trust you when you say Pan is dangerous now. No, I because just know this is someone's dangerous. I'm like, yeah, maybe. You told me or Greg not. and Tamara were scary. They were. No, they weren't. You told me Michael and John were scary. <laughs> they literally have a That's teddy a- bear hanging from their rear view. <laughs> like- I want to put them in my pocket and like make them soup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a little, little spoon-fed little baby bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, but Pan is the scariest of them all. And I'm like, Pan put sand in walkie-talkies. I Pan is a child that needs to be kicked in the shins. Somebody kick Pan in the shins and all of this can be resolved. Yes. Just truly nonsense. I'm going to say something so controversial and so brave. I'm ready. Peter Pan and Peter Pan and Wendy was a Uh better villain than this Pan. Because that kid was psychotic. That was. He banished his best friend. His friend grew up. and He was like, I'm going to cut your hand off. (laughs) Let me cut your fucking hand off and feed it to a crocodile. Or an alligator. We're unclear on it. We change it. I like how based it's, on the song lyric. Yeah, I, well, I really, I did really appreciate that. Like the 1950s version has a whole song dedicated to ensuring uh-huh. you know that it is a crocodile. It's a cr- crocodile. Never uh-huh. smile at a crocodile. Sure, sure. Whole thing. And then there, Peter Pan and Wendy is like a lewd alligator confront the creator. Go punch God. Beth. Best lyrics ever. Punch God's actually my favorite lyric. I like when I I always like when a song tells me to go punch God. It's true. It's Although true. I don't know, I don't know up there. And Ooh. as we suggested, you're slowly digested. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Really good. As we suggested, you're slowly digested. Well, and I do, I do appreciate that they're like fair winds and following seas or whatever. And then just after yeah. that one, just for that one, fish food and following seas. Following seas. What the fuck? <laughs> the music Are alone we serious is... or not? I don't... No, we don't know. I couldn't. Um, anyway, we're off topic, but I do think that we... that Peter Pan made a better villain. Agreed. 
Agreed. Than this pan, um, because this pan has no internal logic. None at all. None. Uh-huh. Um, well, should we Great. move on to formal yeah. lists before we scream for another hour about this? Because we could and have. Well, yeah. Many, many oh, a time. Um, oh, and we will. This is true. We will. This later. is true. Um, I'll start with my list because there's easy. I have no updates. I have no beans, no curses. And Emma did not perceive nor miss any lies. Well, that is delightful. And right. yeah, because the your your curse count is for things that affect people. Right. Yes. So like a yes. cloaking spell does not count because that's not exactly. going to change behaviors or do something exactly. To yeah. Precisely. Wonderful. Well, I ha- only have some very minor updates. Um, okay. No updates to the family tree as of yet. Lovely. As of yet. That's a stressful sentence. Stop as talking. As of yet. I'm, I am really concerned about the next addition to this family tree. God damn it. Fair. Um, anyhow, the... No official additions to the fuck fern. Mm-hmm. Nobody has made it onto the fuck fern who is not already on there. Yeah. However, oh no, I do think we have to give Neil and Tink a strike. They have a moment when they see each other. Yeah. We already mentioned it, so that should not come as a surprise to you because we, unlike this show, actually do have some semblance of internal logic. So, that said, Tink and Neil are officially on strike one. Woof. It's not great. No. But that's where we're at. And that's all I have for that. That's... That's nice, at least, because again, nothing happened this episode, though, so that tracks. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was rough out there today. Uh huh. Um. So I guess that brings us then to LVP, the least valuable person, wherein we judge everyone in the episode and decide who contributed the very least. Yes, as far and as so- the main characters go. Yes, so we have some rules for this because obviously there are some characters who kind of hang around in a main plot, but are we need really a way to make there. sure we don't pick Emma every time. <laughs> That's also really fair. But also things like um, we have our Leroy rule, which is mm-hmm. characters who are in the plot just to be talked to so that, you know, a character exposition. can exposition at them. Yep. They don't count. So, very much Leroy this episode stands around, Mm -hmm. shows up in a main plot. However, no, he didn't. He was there so people could talk to him. Yeah. The dwarves were there to have, to talk to Belle so Belle could express her thoughts so the audience could hear them. Oh, she had thoughts. And boy, did she have thoughts. Same with Archie. On like, He wasn't enough, but like yeah. if he were, like he is there for her to be open about her feelings. Yes, exactly. So if they're, if they're there more in a confidant role or even, or just so that a character can explain to us what's going on, 
because it would be it's crazy weird to have a character just talking talk to themselves. To themselves. <laughs> well, I don't know. Hook seemed to be fine with it. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so uh, yeah. So who's who's eligible? Let's see. We, I guess Henry technically is. Henry is. I would say Pan. Pan. Uh, Wendy. I think is, is involved in that um, plot enough. Almost I, this, everyone in sto- everyone in Neverland, I'd almost argue, because even Felix is like. I would I would take Regina and Gold off the table. I don't that's think true. They they're were only in, in two enough. scenes, and their scenes are continuations Wait. of what we already knew was happening. Yeah, you yeah. know that that was more. They needed a paycheck, and <laughs> we needed to put them in this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, Ariel, Emma, Neil, Ariel, Snow, Snow, David. Yeah. Um, um Hook, and John Neil. and Michael. John and Michael. Yeah. So, so let's start saying who is important. All right. Let's. Emma's important because she can magic the shadows away. Right, and she is our she's our main kind of point of view character in Neverland for this episode. Yep, yep. And I guess by that point, like, and Henry's the truest believer, so he's relevant in the sense of he's here because he has to be. And he's actually doing something this time, and, so that's get, and, incredibly and, nice. And I and I do think it was last episode or the one before we even mentioned, like, it's tricky. Everyone in Neverland has to be there because there's nowhere else for them to go. They are trapped. Yes. I mean, now, I don't think that means people on Neverland are never eligible for it. It's more that... True. It's just more difficult because they do have a purpose by being there because there's nowhere else for them to go. I would say it's because they actually have a more clear plot. They have have a goal and a mission and you know why they're there. They're there to get Henry. So it's harder to argue like, oh... Why are they there? Why are you here? We know why you're here. You're here to get Henry. Um, exactly. But the Charmings are barely in it, I would argue. Like, they're in it, but, like, they're yeah. just fighting and then finding Tink. Yeah, and that feels more like a resolution of last week than um, being in a main plot, really. Because I think our, our, re- our, like, main plots this episode, I think we've got... I would almost say the A story is actually Storybrooke. Yeah, weirdly enough. And then the B plot is Henry's thing. And the C plot is Hook, Neil, and Emma. And then the D plot is the Charmings. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, kind of how it I would feels agree with like that. it's weighted. So I think if you're in the D plot, you're not eligible. Yeah. You're not in it enough. That's not the... Because what we're looking for, of course, dear listeners, is we're looking for someone in a main plot that is there and could easily be replaced by any other character. There's no reason for right. that particular character to be filling that role. Right. So, that being huh. said, uh huh, Henry has to be there. Wendy yeah, has to he be is, there. Yes. Pan has to be there. Right. All three of those, that plot does not function if those characters are not in those roles. Agreed. So, 
all of them off the table. Everybody's yep. got to be there. Hook, Neil, Emma. Love triangle for reasons has to be there. I. We can argue about the validity of the love triangle and whether or not it needs to be there. <laughs> it does not. But, but those three if are we're gonna have a love triangle, yeah. If we're gonna have a love triangle, they got they all got to be there. Which then leaves us with Belle, Ariel, and Michael and John. Ariel can portal hop, so she is needed because she can travel between realms. Very much so. Um, this feels like a Bell episode. So she's kind of needed because it's like it's her shining moment. Whether or not right. she lives up to that moment, different story. But it does feel like we're the the aim of this is to strengthen the love story between Bell and Gold, right? Yeah. They love each other so much that they can use talismans of their love to open Pandora's box. I don't fucking know. Yep. Which leaves us <laughs> with Michael and John. Oh, they're a joint unit now. They are. Well, they're. I don't think we ever see one without the other, so... I don't, I think they kind of count as one character. It's kind of like in uh, Lord of the, F- Lord of the Flies, Sam and Eric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like twins. I know they're not, yeah. but. But they basically are. Yeah. They're just always on screen together. They're the shining twins. Uh-huh. Um, and I think we've made it pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. They were they were supposed to be very scary. They're not very scary. There's literally zero reason for this to have happened. None whatsoever. And we end up with where we started beginning of the episode. Plan the beginning of the episode. Get Pandora's box to Neverland. Yep. And where are we at the end of the episode? Pandora's, Pandora's box, box is, is Neverland. We have had no growth or anything based on the Storybrooke plot. No. And there is no reason. I I totally get what we're trying to do here. The Michael and John darling thing. Sure. Cute. Cute. Actually would, would have loved it as a twist done well. We should have been seeing them for the past five episodes. Agreed. Like in a in a very big way, they should have been menacing yeah. these this town the past five episodes for this to make any sense. Agreed. But they weren't. They were hiding, eating mayonnaise sandwiches out of the trunk of their car. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then immediately, immediately folding upon yeah, I mean- being hit with a minecart. They and get another, a, a new plan is presented to them and they go, oh, I like that better. I like that one better because I'm actually not bad. I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, I'm a, I have no idea what a gun is either. I've never shot one. I don't know why I have this. <laughs> it actually um, is one of those cartoon ones. And if I press the trigger, it just would have like 
shot out a little flag that said bang. It says bang. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would have loved that. Me too. Also, there's no reason for them to be here. They could be on Neverland. There is no reason that they need to be in Storybrooke. None. Because keeping Pandora's box away from the gang of idiots. Uh Uh-huh can just i mean don't get me wrong i get it it's easier if you stop it from getting there ever however story wise mechanics work just as well on neverland right have them in the forest conspiring against these people yep and like playing double agents and trying to get into their good graces to grab the the box whatever there are a million different ways you could do it to make them like actually relevant and actually kind of right. you know intimidating but but no but no we don't do any of that no we just have them do a bad job of tying two people up mm-hmm. and really then bad job it's embarrassing <laughs> for them well, what's really embarrassing is that they walk out of the room and let the hostages talk. <laughs> Again, they are they are two raccoons in a tr- trench coat. Really? It's... It's... Yes. And they're not inside the same trench coat is the weird part. They each no. have their own trench coat. They're, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. No, it's nonsense. So yeah, they're they're the LVP. We don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know. Well, they were presented as such big evil, and then they were like, actually, we're not Not. evil at all. So. Yeah. Whoops. Dumb. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. On a lighter note, let's shift to the fun, you know, less sad stuff. The curse breaker, the thing that we don't hate about the show the thing that keeps us coming back unlike the least valuable person this is like the most valuable scene i don't know i don't have an acronym for it yeah it's like it's whatever brings you joy in the episode that can be a plot i would say and we weren't doing it in season two but if we had been anytime we saw cora Anything Cora's doing would have been my curse breaker because it was so interesting. Like, if it was an episode as bad as this, what point, like, why did we watch episode eight? Yeah. Why did you come back the next week? And why will we be coming back the next week this time? Because I think it would change. I, I, like, when we talked last week, there was a moment that I was like, oh, the cages would have been enough to be like. Ooh, what's in the cage? I gotta find out. Yeah. I gotta come back. Having right. not seen it. But now I'm like, oh no. It's more of a, a moment of levity or something funny that somebody said. Or just a moment that you think is done well. Because every once in a while they have one of those. Mm-hmm. What's Absolutely. yours? So, so I... I reckon, yeah, reckon, we're using that word now, that you and I have a very similar curse breaker. Do you reckon so? I reckon so. I think, and it's only because I've mentioned it like 17 times since (laughs) recording, I love the moment 
where John and Michael are threatening Ariel and Ariel's like, hey, Belle, why are we doing whatever they say? And she's like, uh, I don't know, probably because they have a gun. And Ariel's like, oh, what's a gun? <laughs> so delightful. And then later, later they're tied up and she's like, they're interrogating her. And she's like, you know, I'm not afraid of you. And not just because I don't know what a gun is. Like, yeah. Which I really appreciate that it's like nobody's taken the time to explain to her why she needs to worry about the gun. Nobody was like, no. oh, it's a deadly weapon that can murder you. Nobody took that time. No, no. She, she said, what's like, a keeps- gun? And they're like, shut up. <laughs> don't ask questions about the gun. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. Yes, that is I that was would be my biggest curse breaker of the episode for sure. Yeah, it's just so good. It, it it's one of those things where it it's not humor for the sake of humor because she doesn't know what it is. So it's not like it makes it sense. Just, it's such it makes sense for her to be like okay. It's kind of like in Frozen when Olaf just says things because he's so innocent and naive, and it's like I can't even be mad. Yeah. Because he's a snowman without a brain. Of course he doesn't know that. Like, it just... Yeah, it is. It's really delightful. It is. It is. Um, Do you have any other moments aside and apart from that one? I do. You know, because as we were watching, I was like, oh, we're going to have the same moment because the best yeah. moment is mm-hmm. the gun moment. Yeah. Um. So I did come up with a backup curse breaker. Amazing. And- so, shockingly, it's a Regina line. Whoa. Wow. My God. Me finding Regina funny? What? No. In uh, this economy? In this economy. So towards the end when Ariel returns and uh, Regina fixes the bracelet, she goes, mm-hmm. she says to Ariel, you can have legs whenever you want. Orphans. Whatever Eric is into <laughs> these days. <laughs> Which is yeah. so funny. <laughs> like, I just It's great. I, I I just always find it funny when this show sneaks in little like sex jokes. Yeah. Because it's very funny. Oh yeah. It it's is just it's- very funny because they're like being very sneaky and clever about it. That's not clever. That's pretty bold faced, but it is hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, I do appreciate that Regina went, we don't kink shame here. Oh, we love. I don't know. Maybe he's into fucking a fish. I don't know. You have the option if he is. Yeah. And if he is. You do actually help. This will actually help out. Yeah. You'll have the upper hand. It is upsetting to me that doesn't he work in a cannery? Yes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Don't overthink it. <laughs> the show certainly didn't. <laughs> um, do you have a backup? I, actually, I do. And this is one that's based on my viewing of the first time we saw the show, mm-hmm. uh, or the season, I should say. Uh, I was never a Hook and Emma shipper. I did love Hook. I thought Hook was good fun. I did not think he was a good person. Let's be very clear. I just thought he was delightfully good fun. And he was, I yeah, remember, he's very charming and he's yes. incredibly good looking. 
And I remember losing my goddamn mind when he said the word dalliance. Like that whole scene like was some sort of awakening for me. I don't know. I remember sitting, like you and I were watching it at A3 and we made some asinine post on Tumblr about like dalliances and throbbing members. Like, I don't know. I just have a very vivid memory of you and I just giggling and being super amused by that are we well no (laughs) (laughs) nothing about that story is cute charming or sane but (laughs) no i i do have that same vague recollection i have no idea what it was but yes i do remember dalliances and throbbing members being linked somehow I, I don't remember why. I'm that's sh- the thing. Like I, I just have like snippets of like memories of it. Well, yeah, it's something weirdly to be weirdly nostalgic for. Yeah, that I, I go back. To, I'm changing my <laughs> thing. Nostalgic. <laughs> weirdly nostalgic for dalliances and throbbing members. <laughs> well, that's our show, folks. Good night. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't really know how to come back from that. Oh so no. I, I guess we just don't. We just no. don't. We just live with this. What's your curse breaker? Is it also about dalliances? <laughs> tell us. Make us feel better. Come, come tell us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> or on, or you can email us. Wine, wine, and once is the handle for both of those. I don't know. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Talk to us about dalliances. Please don't talk to us about throbbing <laughs> This has been a bad time. Oh, horrible. I do have good news for you. Please, God, tell me some good news. It can only go up. <laughs> Just like the throbbing Just members. Like the throbbing member. It can only go up from here. Actually, I feel like a throbbing member would only go down. Eventually, right? Otherwise, you have to see a doctor. Bye, everyone. <laughs>